0: Welcome back. My name is Preston, the pastor of Disaster Hawker. I've got roughly a dozen years in combat sports, and I'm an associate pastor in Virginia Beach. Join us for our weekly podcast and choose to be a part of the Saved and Savage community. This week, we're talking with Miranda Maverick of Invicta FC. She's a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and is on a five-fight win streak. This is the Saved and Savage podcast. Hey, Miranda. Thanks so much for joining me. I want to jump right on into some questions um, with you. Uh, first, I just wanted to know what inspired you to start fighting.
1: So pretty much from the beginning, it started out as self-defense. Um, my dad and I were sitting on the sofa one day watching UFC and he was like, you could do that one day. You could be world champ. And I kind of told him he didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't want punched in the face. I didn't want to do any of that. And the next thing I know, three years from then, I'm in the gym working as hard as I can at jujitsu, uh, beating up boys all the time, going into competitions, and eventually decided I just wanted to evolve from jiu-jitsu all the way to MMA and see how far it would take me.
0: So how old were you when you had that conversation where your dad says you can get in there and do it?
1: I think I was 14. It was the year that Ronda Rousey had her first fight in the UFC. We watched that first women's fight, and before that day, I didn't even know women fought. Right. Um, And then he said that when we sat down, I think it was her versus Liz Carmouche. And I watched that fight and I was like, "Mm -mm, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And then, you know, three years later, after we had been wrestling around and roughhousing, watching UFC and then trying to do the moves on me and me learning through that, um, I got a passion for it. And I asked him if I could go to a gym and train. And he basically was like, if you can find a way to pay for it, sure.
0: So what was your, what was your first gym?
1: Uh, so it was called, this is weird. It was called dynamic edge martial arts. Okay. And it was actually a joke. It was kind of like this McDojo that they make fun of nowadays. (laughs) Um, and I knew that, but they had a juvenile class for jujitsu and I felt much more comfortable going in and rolling with guys my own age, like teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, but I stuck with that class for about two weeks before I joined the adults class. I was already pretty comfortable rolling with guys and doing what I needed to do, and so within, I think it was three months, I quit at that gym and started going to Springfield Fight Club, uh, which is where my hometown gym is, and it's where I stayed all the way until I moved to Virginia.
0: Awesome. So what would you say, you've already mentioned, like, women's mixed martial arts, and it's really still fairly new. You know, I think uh, there are a lot of people that kind of judge or, like, kind of hate on Ronda Rousey, which I'm not one. I love her for what she's done for the sport of women's mixed martial arts. But still, you, you see a lot of, like, growth in women's mixed martial arts over the last couple of years uh, with with just it seems like the, the skill level is just through the roof to what it was even just a few years ago. Um, so what would you say has been or is a big obstacle for women's mixed martial arts or even you as a, a professional uh woman trying to um, make her way in mixed martial arts
1: well as you've kind of said it is a a new sport and there aren't very many women in general there aren't very many people in the sport as a whole um and the more that it goes on the more people come in better trained they've been training since they were a young age Mm -hmm. well for me as a girl entering it especially like i started kind of still like the beginning of women's mma like it's just now getting to where a lot of people know what it is. If you walk around and they're like, hey, you watch UFC? Like That's what they refer to it as. Yeah. You fight UFC. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I don't fight UFC. <laughs> I fight MMA. That's right. like saying football versus an NFL.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that hard explanation. But for a woman, like it's so much harder because there's even more competition out there. You're already going through so much adversity as a woman to even be part of the sport just because it's such a male-dominated place Mm and sport and physicality wise I mean I go into the gym and at Springfield Fight Club where I started and became a pro at and still go back home and train I was the only female the only female fighter up until like a year and a half ago when another girl came in cross training from another gym and started training because I was there and then the next thing we know we got one other girl and so there's only ever been two other girls fight out of that gym basically in the past 10 years um, and that's a pretty big gym, like it's yeah. the biggest in town, pretty much, yeah, and so, as a female, we have to go out of state all the time uh to even get good training from other females, other than that, I'm wrestling around' I'm, I'm fighting with guys that are hundred and seventy pounds on average, and doing my best to have training partners, so on that aspect, it does make it easier to go into a cage and get hit by a girl that's actually your size. Yeah. But it makes it really hard to get used to the body types and really hard to get used to the competence, I guess you'd say, because okay. it's really easy to get down on yourself when you're getting beat up every single day from being the smallest and the only female in the gym.
0: Right. Would you would you say you faced any, like, I don't know, discrimination or anything like that because you're a female or, um, like, when you go to shows, yeah. do you feel any of that, like, from the crowd maybe?
1: not necessarily the crowd i'm part of invicta fight big right. champion. so if you're there you're there to win the right, MMA. Right. Like, oh, they have a total different story right. you know and the sport has become so sexualized on the side of women mma fighters that if you don't breed into that sexuality side of it which i try not to and i try to stay modest and keep to myself along those lines it doesn't fit my morals you get made fun of you get called manly you get Mm -hmm. you know whatever they can do to try to insult you there's always going to be haters out there when you go to succeed or try something great and i've faced that a lot on top of the social media like when you go into a new gym or train anywhere and you're a female it's always about proving yourself and i get that i mean that's for everybody in the world but for women i feel like it's even harder Every gym I enter, I have to prove that I can keep up with the men. I have to prove that my work ethic is at the level theirs is so that I earn enough respect to where they aren't either one, not caring about even partnering with me, Mm -hmm. or two, not giving me work, or three, beating me up on purpose. They have to have this balanced level of respect where they're like, no, she's really in here trying to be an athlete and showing us the road to take to get there.
0: I remember the first time I punched a girl in the face. (laughs) <laughs> it was during sparring, and it was like the first time I really sparred with a girl that could fight, and she was mm-hmm. much smaller than me, and I was like, I grew up like holding the doors open, you know, and like carry like that I whole never like never hit a girl. No, never. I had a sister that like I had one sister growing up, and like she was allowed to like. Well, she wasn't so much allowed to, but she would push me. And, like, just really push my buttons, and I always wanted to just, like, slam her or something, but I never was allowed to. So then, like, I remember the first time sparring with this girl. Her name was Tiffany. And I'm trying to, like, just kind of play kick, you know? I'm trying to take it easy, but she just kept ripping yeah. these kicks to my body. And <laughs> just kept ripping them, and eventually I had enough. And so I sent, I sent a cross right down the pipe and hit her, and I, I'll i never forget <laughs> it, because it connected, and I, like, it was what needed to happen,
1: that's so funny. but
0: I felt so terrible, I, I kind of still feel terrible to this day, <laughs> but I don't know if I'm supposed to, because that's what she's there for at the same time, you know, so it's like that, it's like that, uh it's hard to find that balance, right, it's really hard to find that balance, do you have, we already exactly. mentioned, go ahead, and
1: Sorry, I was going to say I have definitely had a lot of guys that have refused to even train with me or spar mm. with me and especially compete with me in jujitsu jitsu and stuff. I think because of that whole thing of they're like, I can't punch a girl, I can't do that. Yeah. But in sparring, it is funny. Like It's about the earning respect thing, but I'll be like, hit me. Hit mm-hmm. me. Like I need you to be my training partner. Yeah. You can hit me. Yeah. And I almost have to be really mean to them to make them do it back. I have to piss them off so yeah. much
0: that they're like all right i need to defend myself yeah like those and, body kicks she just me. she was just ripping them, man i mean mm-hmm. i don't know like 12 years later <laughs> i still remember that i've got a girl on actually she was on my wrestling team <laughs> cool wrestling team i'm i coach middle school wrestling i had this girl in my team and truthfully i i uh get a little nervous when i have a girl in my wrestling team most of the time because Sometimes it's a lot of girls that just want to prove themselves, but they don't really know how hard wrestling mm-hmm. is. So then, like, it, it just becomes, yeah. it comes, like, it just becomes complicated. But this girl, Rika, like, she's one of those girls who can hang. And it's like she hangs, she can beat up all the boys. That's how I introduce people when I introduce her to others. Like, oh, yeah, this girl's on my team. She beats up all the boys at all the practices. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard, like, because she wants to be able to wrestle hard. But there are boys that don't want to wrestle with her. And it's really, it has less to do with, you know, not wanting to put her in positions. It's more to do with, I don't want to get beat by a girl in front of all my friends. So, like, I
1: think think you
0: might struggle with some of that, too. Uh, We've talked about, we kind of mentioned Ronda Rousey. Do you have any other fighters that, like you look up to female or Uh, or male
1: uh so male wise like i i'm one of those people that looks at people's personalities okay they handle life the way they are as people uh before necessarily like you know actual fighting skills and so for me like brian stan is one of my favorite fighters out there i think he's a good human that's how i know you like him
0: that's how I know you're a real one, too, because you you know Brian Stan. Some people are going <laughs> to right. listen to this and be like, who? And they're going to get on Google, like, right now, like, trying to find out who <laughs> Brian Stan is. That's a good one.
1: But he's definitely a favorite uh, within the world of female mixed martial arts right now. Uh, I think she's both a good prospect and hopefully a good person. I don't know enough about her personally, but from what I've seen about her, Tatiana Suarez. Okay. Um. I think she's going to be a huge up and comer. Uh, I also respect her technique a lot. I think she's basically like what I could be doing with my grappling and need to get more towards, in my opinion. Um, So she's a big one. And there's just lots, you know, it's hard to like pick certain ones because one, I know so many of them, like Mm -hmm. personally, and I've met so many of them. And it's hard to like get any of them out there that I'm like, oh, they're just great people. They've helped me here, they've done this for me. Um, but one I've been training with recently, and um, I've really taken a liking to her, we're really good friends now and trying to become even better friends if I was around her more, Hannah Cyphers. Um, she's very shy, she's a very introverted person, and she's one of those people that when you see her standing across from cage from somebody, you're like, okay, hey, either this girl is psychotic and going to go in there and kill somebody, <laughs> or she's the most nervous wreck ever. Yeah, just a little bit of (laughs) both.
0: I was about to say, which one is it? (laughs)
1: Right. She's getting ready to fight Mackenzie Dern, though, and I've been training with her. And I'm just so excited to see what she brings to the table. Uh, But those are just some of the people. You know, there's so many fighters and even local fighters that aren't big pros or anything Mm -hmm. like that yet. But uh, definitely as a person, Brian Stan, Matt Hughes at one point, Mm -hmm. George St. Pierre is one of my favorites. Of course. Um, That kind of thing
0: course i love vitor belfor especially you know trt vitor Belfort. <laughs> he was such such an animal
1: okay i an uh, animal. actually have a friend i have a friend who lives down in florida who's actually trained with him a couple oh, times yeah. now recently so that's pretty deep
0: yeah he's an he's an animal some of my favorites it sounds like i've always said that the mixed martial arts community is so small but i think the women's mixed martial arts community is just even that smaller right so it's like everybody kind of knows everybody in that arena
1: i think so if you're any kind of like top ranks you're gonna be known you know like i've gone so many places and like there's so few girls out there that when we do get together to train like i did a mega camp up in michigan and it had several girls up there to train with and just getting to know them made even more connections I'd say any area I go to in the United States, I could find two gyms that would take me in in a heartbeat and have mm-hmm. me train with their girls and come in there and so love good. that I was there, you
0: know. Community is so important. That's so good. Um, I want to move on and talk to, talk to you about... Like, your relationship with Jesus.
1: Well, I don't want to say the reason that I'm a Christian or anything is because I grew up that way, but the introduction to Christ and God was through my own parents. Right. Uh, They're both Christians, um, and my dad has been very— as we grew up, we stopped going to churches so much, which is very intriguing to some Christians. They're like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm, are you a true Christian? Um, And for me, uh, it had to do with like corruption of churches and stuff. We moved around a lot when I was a kid, and we go to these local little towns where the churches are just all the good old boys in yeah. town. You're drinking on weekends and cussing every afternoon and drink, just doing whatever, you know. And it finally got to the point where my dad was becoming frustrated and me as a kid. Like, it breeds a lot of confusion. Yeah. When you're like, well, I'm being told these things and being shown that you're supposed to be these great people. And then we go out and then I'm eight years old and I can already tell you're not a good person. Right. You know. And it's unfortunately, it's people like that that give Christianity a bad name. Mm -hmm. Um, So we stopped going to church when I was fairly young and I've bounced around at different churches while I've been in school. I'll go to church and just when I feel like it, I'll go to church and hear a service or do whatever. But my main thing, interestingly enough, that we're on a podcast is listen to podcasts, uh, learn as much as I can. And then on Sundays, every Sunday, my dad would sit down with his Bible with me and my siblings and my family. And we would just read a verse out of the Bible or something. And he would elaborate on it. And we just talk about it, have a conversation as a family. you know. And uh, now I still try to do that and get on family calls and stuff like that. Um, But over time, my relationship with Christ has evolved. Definitely. Um, I was uh, baptized basically when I was born, um, as a Baptist mm-hmm. and as I got older, I've become a little bit more non-denominational. Um, however, still very much just devoted Christian in general. Yeah. And I decided I was going to get re-baptized right before I moved to Virginia. Actually, it was the week before. And I asked my dad to do it with me and we studied and we prayed about it. And I went and got baptized in August. I think it was like August 1st, right before I moved to Virginia, which was August 1st.
0: So uh, it's funny that you mentioned things like, you know, I don't really go to a church and like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm trying to like just let the Holy Spirit do a work in me. It's funny because like a few months ago, people might have said I had a different approach to that, that like way of doing life. But now that churches are closed, <laughs> it's more like the norm is I gotta get in front of a computer and listen yeah. to something. I gotta get so, get online and have my community in a way other other than being in person, right? Uh, so it's kind of funny that you like bring that up because sure. in a way you're almost like a, a step ahead of the game. How would you say your your relationship with Jesus? <laughs> how would you say your relationship with Jesus has shaped your life?
1: Um, for me, like for one, like the whole thing about social media and things like that, you get people questioning your faith, um, especially for me, since I became quote unquote famous, you know, mm-hmm. um, had more followers and stuff like that. Always. How can you be a Christian and beat up people? That's my Man, I get that biggest too. one, I did, you yep. know, and I'm like, it's a sport. I don't hear you saying that about your son who's doing football. Mm -hmm. you know who's hurting people just as much as I am really or more himself (laughs) so so quick yeah Yeah. and people just don't understand that though because they see a computer screen and they see blood and they Mm -hmm. go oh no and it's new like you said
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and so as far as that goes like I see I'm going to try to kind of string back to the main question but for me like I saw fighting as this way to almost share my ministry if that makes sense yeah like I get to go out there and I get to show the world my faith. And those people who are like, Well, what is faith? Why are you a Christian? Why do you believe in God? Well, I don't agree with the whole Christians being ignorant about why they believe. Like, well I just do.
0: Yeah. Well make I was sense. raised that way.
1: Yeah. Like, no, no, that's not that's not why. In all honesty, like I'm a I find myself to be a smart person, I'm intelligent, I have an education, and all science in my opinion points to that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just what created these protons and yeah. neutrons that you decided yeah. just went and created the universe. Like, okay, then what created those, you know? Yeah. And beyond that even, there's just so many miracles that have happened in my life and people I know's lives. And there's bad things that happen too. And people are like, well, what about that? God just wants babies to die, you know, and that kind of thing. And it's like, well, Jesus wept.
0: You know, yeah. there are going to be
1: bad things in Isn't life. that like, scripture so good? Bad things are <laughs>
0: Jesus what man. It's so good. There's so much context into mm-hmm. that. So good. You are know, you're, you're mentioning yeah. like studying at home. You're mentioning like all these different things about like fighting as your ministry. And my question, my, my next question would be, what would you say is, since you're not going to church to get saved, you know, that doesn't bring you salvation. What would you say is a marker of salvation? Somebody that is saved. What do you what would you think people ought to look for?
1: For for me, it's this um, sense of having a conscience. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it's not that little, they're like the little angel on your shoulder. I'm like, well, for me, it's the Holy spirit. You know, I'm like, when I start to even do something that I think is wrong or that might even look wrong, it's not me being like, Oh no, that's illegal. The cops, Mm -hmm. my parents, it's God can see me doing this. You know, anytime I want to lie, anytime I want to do something wrong, it's, he knows. I can feel it. You know, you yeah. can feel it. You feel this burden upon your soul that you're like, I know this is wrong. And you feel like you need to automatically ask forgiveness as soon as you think about something yeah. bad or wrong. And if you have that, I truly think that once you've been saved and you continue to have that, then you do. Um, you know, it doesn't go away. And when you sin, like you feel that and it becomes... Like I felt so burdened, like I obviously got baptized when I was born, basically. I told Mm -hmm. you that. And I've swayed my religion enough as I grew that I was like, I don't feel saved. You know, I didn't I didn't feel like I was close with God as I could have been or should have been. I was like, I've done all these stupid little wrong things through life. I've lied about this, I've done that. And I was like, it's time for me to actually like delve into myself and figure out what's right and what's wrong, and choose to go on that right path. And I think if you have that sense of right and wrong, this moral obligation of people, but also have some authority over you, then you should follow that faith and be safe. And that goes to the whole questioning religion and things like that. I'm like, if you don't have an authority, this greater authority of God in your life, like who is keeping you on the straight and narrow? Yourself? Because we know how trusted people can be. Yeah, can't trust yourself
0: can't trust yourself. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are all so good. I I know like Jesus said people will know you're my disciples if you love. And I think I think a lot of Christians in general try to do things to come across as holy when the simplest mm-hmm. thing we can learn how to do is love people. I think we find people yeah. that are alone, find people that are in need, find just find people that like just desperately need to feel loved and then get creative on how to love those people. You know, it's it's not right. always and wrapping not your hands around have to
1: show off it. about it either. Yeah. bugs me so much.
0: Yeah, you don't have to like you don't have to tell everybody that you're doing it. <laughs> like that's that's not really that's not really loving people That's loving yourself. You know, in order to get those likes or follows, you know, that's it's wrong. Um, we're going to run out of time right. soon, but that's I wanted to day. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. No, keep going.
1: No, go ahead.
0: I was right. gonna say. I was
1: gonna say that's something I just got done talking to a friend about. They were um, they were like, oh, I keep giving this person. We were talking about friendship, kind of, mm-hmm. and how when you give somebody something, they don't give back. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this person I've done so much for them, and they're just so unloyal, and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, well, don't give unless you're giving cheerfully, you know. Yeah. And that's like a big thing that's talked about within the Bible. And I felt, everybody's felt guilty of that. Like, I'm yeah. like, I've done so much. Like, I've done this. How could they backstab me? How could yeah. they do this? And that's why you don't give based on your own feelings. You, you shouldn't can't. give with any expectations back. If you are expecting expectations back, don't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my dad always told me when I was, a, even when I was growing up, as like, as a teenager, don't uh don't loan anything to a friend you know don't ever loan money to a friend give it to them don't ever expect it back don't loan something that you can't that you can't go without because you'll end up like if they don't give it back to you if they don't give back to you what you gave to them even if it's a favor then you're going to end up ruining a relationship over something silly so if you can't yeah, you're go without it,
1: bitterness in your heart yeah. or something that's hurting you worse yeah. than it's hurting anyone else.
0: Exactly. I want to hit these rapid questions, which may or may okay. not have anything to do with Jesus or fighting <laughs> or <laughs> anything. But I'm going to hit these okay. rapid questions before we end up running out of time. But um, real rapid, Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu? Jiu Jitsu. Wrestling or boxing?
1: Wrestling.
0: I figured that one. <laughs> Kind of felt like that was coming. Uh, the pandemic is over. What are you mo- most looking forward to doing?
1: Going back to the gym full time.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's one thing you wish you could tell yourself before you started fighting?
1: Uh, learn in every aspect, not just one.
0: Okay. Uh, what's something you're currently learning or something you've learned recently?
1: Ooh, so I'm on the verge of learning guitar right now, actually.
0: Is that like a quarantine thing?
1: Not even yet. I just have friends, it just so happens, that okay. have recently been gained that play the guitar, and I've always wanted to and just never really had anyone around to learn from.
0: I feel like this next one kind of runs with that. People would be surprised to know that I blank.
1: I think people would be surprised to know if they don't already know that I am actually a pencil sketch artist.
0: Really? I love doing that. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. Favorite food you have to skip weight. Uh, you have to skip during weight cut.
1: Oh, milk or chocolate of any milk.
0: source. <laughs> or chocolate milk. <laughs>
1: yeah both like the chocolate milk is like my favorite thing in the whole world and i cut out milk when i'm in fight camp yeah i cut out milk i cut out honey and i cut out peanut butter
0: yeah is there anything you want to add like something everybody ought to know about you or do you want to like thank anybody you got sponsors you got coaches gems those kinds of things you oh, want to... definitely
1: um my whole thing is uh if you don't know me i'm from missouri i'm a country girl All i right. try to be I try to just be genuine. That's my biggest thing going into the sport, going into life, is you'll see me out there in the cage talking just like I would to somebody in person. I'm not trying to be this fake image for people. And maybe it'll take me longer to get where I want to go doing that, but that is what it is. Um, and my dad is always in my corner. You'll see him at every That's single so one of my cool. fights. Yeah, right. So you cool. see me, you see him um and he's kind of who has been my rock through my entire life um even if we're a long ways away right now because I'm going to school um and aside from that like I want to thank my sponsors there's victory beef he's been by me for a while now since I basically started my pro career um and all the other sponsors who have helped me from clothing to food to you know
0: just I saw living travel I saw a young living on your banner I saw a young living on your banner on one of your banners Young Living, my wife is big into yes. essential oils, <laughs> so it jumped out at me.
1: <laughs> I'm not that big into it yet, but he's definitely been a supporter through it all, Um and then also my gyms, of course, uh, if you guys ever want to, during quarantine and stuff even, get in private lessons or something, let me know, cool. follow me on social media, at few the Maverick on everything, and then my gyms that I primarily go to are... The House of Muay Thai, or BJJ or Norfolk BJJ is a part of that gym. They're not two separate places. A lot of people ask me. Um, and I've just yeah, been Mackins diving is, into training.
0: Mackins is a monster, man. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's a monster. He's. I'm sure you're taken care of very well with him. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, I,
1: I do my best. I definitely have uh, been trying to become more and more of his main client yeah. <laughs> over time.
0: And yeah, he's a good guy. I want to thank you so much for being on on uh the Safe and Savage podcast. I really appreciate you. you know I hope all the best for you praying for blessings for you that all this stuff opens up and all the all the best doors just swing wide open for your your career, whether it's you know fighting or whatever you're going to school for, all those things just they just swing wide open and you know all the best things happen in the best ways for you
1: thank you so much i appreciate it yeah. and uh also a shout out to ben thank you ben oh. for uh getting me this i appreciate yeah. it and it's so nice to meet you i'm sure i'll hear more about you after doing this
0: yeah we gotta we gotta link up when all this is done all right all right hey thanks a lot i'll talk to you later all thank right. you all right, Bye. bye <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Saved and Savage podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Saved and Savage. No dots, no dashes, no underscores, just simply Saved and Savage. Also, do me a favor and rate, review, subscribe, or follow on whatever platform you might be listening to this podcast on, wherever that might be applicable. Lastly, thanks so much for joining our Saved and Savage community. If you're on Instagram, make sure you drop us a line, let us know how we're doing. We'd love to connect with you.